Welcome to another episode of At Russian 98 on Hockey. Yes, I'm Russian 98, Peter Borjaranov. You can follow me on Twitter at Russian 98, R-U-S-S-I-A-N 98. You can ask me any questions on there, tweet me, and of course, everything I talk about on every episode, I retweet or comment on my Twitter. So if you hear something on the episode, check my Twitter if you want to see more about it. And if you see something on my Twitter, check my podcast so where I'll talk more about it. Oh, okay, what we're going to talk about this episode, I'm bringing back, and again, if you followed me previously, if you want to check out my old stuff, my old podcast, Jablam Hockey, it's still on Spotify, so it's still there. And you can check out my podcast, this one here, on anywhere where you get podcasts, Spotify, Anchor FM, where I'm doing this, and they're great at helping you launch a podcast, Apple Podcasts, so on and so forth. Uh, what do we have this episode? Yeah, as I was saying in my previous show, I used to do this all time, and I'm going to continue doing it at least once a month. If people like it, let me know. I'm bringing back Fantasy Up and Down, and I'll tell you more about it. But it's basically guys you should pick up and guys you should drop in your fantasy leagues for hockey. All right, uh, we're going to talk about the Heritage Classic, the big hit in the game should Lowry get suspended. John Carlson, or should I say Norris Carlson? What is Ovi calling him? Uh, The good Branson trade. Penguins ship him to the Ducks. And I think that's that's the episode. All right, here we go. All right, so let's listen to a clip of the Lowry hit, thank you by Sportsnet on YouTube. Check it out again, it's on my Twitter. Ooh. Ouch. And everybody's favorite commentator, play by play guy Houston, calling that game the Heritage Classic. Late, uh, number one thing trending on the internet, people did not know about the Heritage Classic. Uh, yeah, that was so odd. Even myself, who's a big hockey fan and obviously podcasts all hockey for many years now, did not hear, barely hear about this. I knew there was a Heritage Classic game coming this year. Wasn't sure when it was. I was like, oh, it's on tonight. Good thing I'm at home. I'm going to check it out. So I watched most of the game. Loved the intro. Great music. Great feel. I always recommend going to the Heritage Classic or any or the Winter Classic or any of the outdoor games. Experience it. It's great. I saw the one in Cops. No, sorry, not Cops Collins game. The game in Hamilton where the Ticats play. Uh, saw that one with the. I think the the HL game. I saw their outdoor game. Uh, that was great, um, and from what I hear, everybody loves the experience of any of the outdoor games, so that's great. Visually, the on, on TV, I'm not a big fan. The cameras are, are fairly far away, so the angle isn't the greatest, and you can't see the puck on the front boards as well. It's, it's hard to see depth because of how far it is, and the ice surface looks smaller slash a little bit 
longer because of this. So not as big a fan visually watching it, but it's there's great shots of the stadium, of the HD cameras, of the game itself, but a little bit hard to enjoy the full aspect of a regular NHL game visually in the game, but entertaining nonetheless. Uh, in this game, though, Lowry of the Jets, as you just heard, hits Oliver Kylington, boards him. Um, I, I wouldn't say he was pushed by, I believe it was Copra before that, but Adam Lowry hits him pretty bad from behind, and he's out. Uh, it was really nice of Riddick to cover him as everybody piles on, and there's a scrum ensuing on top of him. So, guys, step away. Jeez. Um, I, you know what? In my opinion, he didn't look like he really get got him in the head, and I'm all for giving big suspensions and penalties in the game for that. But it's a boarding penalty. I think sometimes boarding penalties should also be four minutes or five minutes or a game. That could have been it. Should it be suspended or not? I don't know. Again, the NHL sometimes likes to lean on if the player is injured. I don't like to. If it's violent, it's violent. It should be suspended. Some players come back and play with a concussion, which is horrible. But what? Then don't suspend the guy because the guy is technically playing not injured, which maybe he still is. Um, I, I'm on the fence about giving him a suspension on this, but I wouldn't mind and I'd be fine with the NHL suspending guys one or two games, four hits from behind any in any capacity of this, and I'd be fine with that. But an in-game penalty would have been the best. Um, I've got pictures from it from Bar Down. I linked it on my Twitter account. So go check that. They're great to see. All right. In Washington, this guy is playing fantastic. I've linked a couple of articles on my Twitter account. Carlson started already with 20 points through his first 11 games. Insane. He's, what, the only fourth defenseman in NHL history to record 20-plus points in the month of October. And the fast to do it since Paul Coffey in 88-89. That's redonkulous, folks. Only other defensemen. Coffey, Bobby Orr, and Baldy Northcott. Oh, yeah. We all remember that guy. <laughs> so there it is. That's how hot Carlson's playing. Offensive defensemen usually project downwards as they get to their late 20s and 30s. But Carlson's projecting upwards, in my opinion, the last few years. I'm shocked. He looks even better this year. And it's of course, Ovechkin's calling him, uh, you know, Johnny for Norris all the time. And he wants him, everybody know, and Backstrom and Ovi and all the other guys have already been tooting his horn for a couple of years now. And he's been nominated, or at least in voting in the top five for the Norris already, I think, the last two years. So this is just another year where he's playing phenomenal, as Michael Kepney says. So keep it up, Johnny Carlson. I think right now, if you look at stats, 
currently he's tied in second in the whole league in points with 21. First in the league in assists. And again, if you're looking at it like, uh, I think, power play points, among the top 10, he's has the least amount on the power play. So that means he's doing a lot on five on five, which is fantastic as well. The next best defenseman is not even in the top 15. I think Ryan Ellis and Morgan Riley are just outside. Fantastic. John Carlson's playing insane. Of course, don't want to mention Pasternak, who's also playing insane, but that's another story. All right. Uh, Good Branson gets traded. Pittsburgh doing some cap relief because they're really tight on the cap. Finally gets a team that wants to take on the Good Branson contract of $4 million for a few more years. I think it's two years left on that contract, four million. And Penguins get Andreas Martinson and a seventh round pick. So they're just dropping good Branson. He's falling apart as he was projected as a high pick by the Panthers years ago. Played on the Canucks. And his stock is dropping. So hopefully he can stay in the NHL long. But I don't know. But of course, the Ducks need to pick him up as John Manson uh is gone for a couple weeks so they've lost a, a great top four defenseman and they're hoping good Branson can fill that role for the time being and their defense isn't as great as it used to be of course with the Montour trade last year for a first rounder and Gooley who hasn't projected yet at least into a top four role but they did get a first round pick for Montour and I bet they were thinking cap wise maybe it's good to move on move on tour before he asked for a bear bit because I think he only has the one year left on the 3.3 now playing for Buffalo so that's what's going on with good Branson it was funny I uh, retweeted a tweet about all the moves Pittsburgh's made over the years and Jed if you're listening Jedediah412 on Twitter Tweets, the Pens traded a first-round pick for Perron, who was traded for Haglin, who was traded for Pearson, who was traded for Good Branson, who was then traded for Martinson. That 2015 pick was used to draft Matthew Barzal. So the Leafs basically traded Barzal for Andreas Martinson. <laughs> Hilarious. But in the end, they got Haglin when they needed to, and they got two cups out of it. I'm pretty sure I'll take that deal. All right. And before I go, let's do some fantasy up and fantasy down. Again, this is where I talk about guys you might want to pick up or drop or trade wise in fantasy. And usually I go by the reference of the last two weeks. So guys you want to pick up. Up. Bor Horvath. He's only 60% owned. He's got five goals and five power play points in the last two weeks. Only 60% owned. So 40 of you, 40% of those leagues out there are checking these stats on Yahoo. Pick them up if you don't. Next, Nick Schmaltz is right now playing well and he's a flex. Flex, if you don't know what that means, means he plays center, left wing, and right wing. All three positions. Only 42% owned. He's got seven assists and three power play points in the last two weeks pick them up folks all right guys that you know what defense sometimes rotates and 
Guys go down, guys go up. And if you need to pick up a defenseman, now's the time to pick up either Ian Cole or Nick Letty. They're only 5% owned. Nobody has them right now. Ian Cole, you pick him up. He's a plus 11, five assists. And he's still playing over 18 minutes game. So it's not like he's going to drop too much. He's doing well. Nick Letty, five points plus six. Almost 20 minutes a game of ice time. So he's going to continue to get some points. Pick up those guys, at least for the time being. They're doing well. All right, guys, you got to drop. Well, wow, did he have a great preseason and everybody expected him to do well. We we already mentioned before, Jack Hughes wasn't playing well. Well, another guy is the second overall, and that's Capo Caco. 54% owned. But you do got to drop him. He's ranked 635th on Yahoo. That's so many players above him. Minus 11, one point. Ouch. Drop him. All right. Matt Hoffman, 89% owned. 584th ranked. One assist. Damn. Ryan O'Reilly, 89% owned. He finally scored a goal. I think he hasn't done much lately. But he's got five points, but he's a minus four, so he's struggling. Put him on your bench for now. And another guy is Wheeler, 99% owned, no points, minus six. The only reason he's not horrible is he's got 22 hits. So if you're in a hitting league, he's still doing meh for you. But if you don't count hits, he's atrocious. He's lower than all the other guys that I've mentioned so far. Kapokako, Hoffman, Riley, Wheeler, they're struggling. And you got to drop maybe Hoffman or for sure Kapokako for now. Goalie-wise, a couple of guys I just want to mention. Carter Hart is struggling right now. 87% owned, so a lot of you own him. He's ranked 707 right now. Goals against average, 5.92. Save percentage, 0.721. Struggling. The last two weeks, he's awful. Bobrovsky as well, not playing well. Put him on your bench for now. Obviously, he should turn around. But as I said this before, I projected Florida not to do that great. Bobrovsky cannot anchor this team into the playoffs. He cannot do that. And he's not doing that well for them either right now. 3.51 goals against average. 0.869 save percentage. Put him on your bench for now. And I don't know, maybe... He's a guy that if he does start playing a little bit well, maybe you want to trade him for another goalie if you can. I recommend doing so. All right. That's this episode of at Russia 98 on hockey. Follow me on Twitter at Russia 98. Ask me any questions. Do so. If you want any more information, if you want me to talk more or less about certain things, ask me on there. All right. Until next time. See you next week.